This is Ogimao Penese. You're listening to Mushroom Heaven on Podbean. And this is episode four. And as mentioned in episode three, I would do a podcast about peyote. Before we begin, I would like to do a little house cleaning, so to speak. Um, Due to unforeseen circumstances, I had to take down episode two. So sorry about that. But, uh, you know, that's just the way things go sometimes. But anyways, okay. So peyote. What is peyote? Peyote is a cactus that grows in various deserts. Uh, More specifically in Mexico. That's where the peyote gardens are, right? And it's just so beautiful. It's 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 everywhere. It's it's insane. It's like man How did this thing, you know, like where did this come from? You know who discovered it and How did it get to be where it is today? Right? So I did a little bit of research, right? And so peyote uh, became legalized in the United States under the Peyoteism Act, right? Which basically was uh, an extension of the Freedom of Religion Act, right? And so peyoteism became a recognized religion by the U.S. government and it allowed various native tribes to facilitate peyote ceremonies. Now, the organization behind all of this is the Native American Church, right? The NAC. And they have ceremonies in um, Apache territory, uh, Comanche, Um, I'm sure they're having some in uh, South Dakota as well. Um, Yeah, so that's how it uh, all began, right? And so there's the exact same thing in Canada, except it's called the First Nation, uh, the First Peoples Church of Canada, I believe. And yeah, so basically in order for the members to have the peyote, they got to be card carrying members of this organization, right? And that allows them to bring the peyote to wherever they happen to be facilitating these ceremonies, right? So in that aspect, uh, it's legal. Uh, But to the best of my knowledge, outside of that, um, I believe it would fall under some type of drug possession charge, right? Okay, so there's that. Um, Yeah, so basically, from what I recall, um, there's various names that are used within the ceremony. Uh, There's Mother Peyote, uh, Grandfather Peyote, uh, Ogimao Muskegee, which basically translates to Chief Medicine or Boss Medicine, right? Um, You know, so there's that. Um, Okay, so... Basically, I'll just get into my own personal experience because I'm not an authority on NAC conduct within a peyote ceremony. Yes, I've attended them. I have attended five of them in the course of my life, uh, mostly in my 20s. Um, And I'm now 33. But uh, yeah, so I'll just talk about, you know, what it was like for me at that point. Oh, and the reason um, I'm not um, like doing a trip on it and then doing a podcast on it like I implied 
is because it is super expensive. And I was thinking about it. I was like, holy man, I could get four mushroom trips for the same price as one peyote trip, right? And, you know, right now in the situation I'm in, you know, I got to kind of monitor my finances, right? I need to stretch that dollar a bit, right? So, you know, when the time comes and I get a small windfall of money, I'll be sure to do another podcast on peyote, but within the context of a trip, right? Okay, so <clears throat> with that being said, if my memory serves me correctly, I, on average, you know, would eat about four heaping tablespoons or it was a big wooden spoon they had right and it was mush right so they created this mush i don't know they added water and stuff i don't know how they made it but anyways it made it a lot more digestible right so four heaping spoons of that right and then uh you know maybe a cup or two of tea and then uh you know a couple hours later they would do they would pass it around again right and anyways, that seemed to be enough to elicit um, a psychedelic experience, right? And so the beauty of this thing is that I'm looking in the fire, right? Like this thing takes place in a teepee, right? So I'm looking at the fire. Oh, and it's nighttime, right? So it's nighttime, teepee, medicine. All right, here we go. So I'm looking in the fire and i'm starting to it really it really is so subtle at first like really subtle and it takes about two hours for me it took about two hours for it to before i started feeling it right and so it's subtle at first and then you find yourself going into very very introspective thoughts right like you start you begin to reflect on your life and the different things you've been doing, any mistakes you've been making. You look at your childhood and stuff like that and it really takes you back, right? And there's something about the fire. I heard this somewhere. I'll have to, you know, fact check this or whatever, but I think fire is on a frequency very similar to the brain. So even with or without a psychedelic, a fire can entrance somebody, right? Like you become entranced by the fire and you're just looking at it and you're just kind of in this semi-meditative state, right? And so I think there's a component to that. And so within this context, the fire represents a doorway, right? Like a doorway to the spirit world, right? And so you combine that with the medicine and the songs, the beautiful, beautiful songs with that water drum. It is so amazing. The gourd is similar to a rattle, but slightly different. And, it, and, it's, and it's used slightly different. And it creates this beautiful sound, right? And that's one of the things about peyote as well that I noticed is that it has a stronger auditory element to it right like sounds become very distinct and it's almost as if you're hearing some type of uh, it's difficult to describe but anyways when you listen to people talk and and you're really feeling the medicine you know it's almost as if you know people are like god is speaking through people right like that's how the brain kind of interprets it for some reason 
That's how I interpret it anyways. And even when I would speak, it felt like, you know, spirit was kind of flowing through me, right? And so, you know, there's some type of phenomena happening there, right? And so, okay, um, you know, um, I, I mean, my first ceremony, you know, I, I was, um, it was really powerful, really powerful, right? And I remember sitting in there thinking that, you know what, my ancestors sat in this type of teepee before, you know, I could feel it like it was a part of my genetics or something, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, so there was that. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, it lasts about eight to 10 hours, right? And you can keep on chowing this down, right? They also have it in a grounded uh, powdered form, which I found is very difficult to ingest. You're gonna need some water or something to wash that down with. It tastes really gross. It tastes like, you know, feet, like after a hard day of work, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really gross, right? Which is why um, I would suggest the mush. Right. What, I don't know how they make it, but anyways, this mush is, is it really it's 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 okay. It's a little more digestible, right? And of course, the tea, right? And and this seems to be a similarity between peyote and mushrooms, is that when you use it in tea form, um, it has it, it's much more digestible. Like it's easier on your stomach, right? And so <clears throat> for me. That's typically um, the way I like to ingest uh, the psychedelics, right? They seem to be the most pleasing and, um, you know, it's really easy to make, right? So, okay, so there's that. Um, so, okay, and then eventually, so, you know, after, you know, let's say three or four hours after you've eaten the medicine, you're going to start noticing... Um, uh, um, a subtle shift in the visual field, right? Now you're going to notice, you know, kind of tracers and uh, you, you, you see things a little bit differently, right? You're still conscious, right? You're still conscious of what's going on. But now you're kind of also drawn in to this trance, to this like um, this meditative state that is semi-visual, uh, um, you know, component to it. And then also, as mentioned before, the auditory uh, component to it. And the auditory one is very strong. And so I believe that combining that with the water drum and the gourd and the songs that are sung, it creates a very, very high frequency where a person can begin to heal, right? They start breaking down personal barriers, right? And in addition to all that, um, just like mushrooms, but I would say not as strong. Closed eye visuals with mushrooms is really vivid. Like if you, if you did a heroic dose, it's going to be very, very vivid, right? Now there was one time, I think it was the last time I went, um, maybe it's because I ate more or, or something, I don't know. But anyways, the closed eye visuals were pretty strong. And what I remember seeing was purple, uh, psychedelic, uh, tunnels, right? With the light at the end. Um, you know, and so, you know, I don't really mention this to too many people because, you know, as I made clear in previous podcasts, you know, I, I, I have a blend of the left hand path and the, and psychedelic enlightenment, 
right? Like I believe in some type of version of God or universal mind, creator, etc. But it is certainly not any of the gods mentioned in any of the religions in the world, right? Um, I can do a separate podcast about that, about various religions and how my beliefs differentiate from that. But what you need to know is, is that I do have a belief. It's just an uncommon belief, right? Anyways, with that being said, okay, I believe it was three separate occasions on peyote, Ogimau Muskegee, <clears throat> you know, I seen Jesus, or at least my projection of Jesus, right? And so I was never really sure what that meant or, or how that fit into the grand scheme of things. Of course, my friends, um, you know, tried explaining it to me and et cetera, et cetera, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. But, I mean, to be completely honest, you know, I'm just kind of turned off by the whole Christian thing and, and how they go about recruiting people and, and just, you know, how they go about their business and stuff, right? Uh, there's almost a, a small air of, of arrogance in, in their um, uh, belief system. You know, it's like, this is the way it happened. There was the son and he sacrificed himself and da-da-da-da-da, the whole story, right? Whew. But anyways, um, so to take a quick break from the peyote thing. So yeah, okay. Um, on my about my fifth or sixth mushroom trip, my fifth or sixth heroic dose, I remember being in this dimension, this non-dual, non-binary dimension, where both Baphomet, you know, uh, Jesus, the Buddha, uh, these other entities that were there, were all just, you know, one part of a bigger whole, right? And none of them embodied the completeness of the universal mind, but each one contributed to it in its own way, right? And so I think that's where I stand in that regard. It's like, okay, if Jesus existed and if Jesus is a God, you know, then he's merely one of many, right? And actually, I think this would kind of fall into this uh, new term I learned. It's called ominism, right? Ominism believes that there's truth to be found in all religions. Now, for me, I don't necessarily believe that, right? I think that there are figures in each religions that kind of can play a role in some way. Some maybe not so much, right? And so, yeah, so that's, I just wanted to throw that, um, you know, um, context or disclaimer out there. And yeah, and I also wanted to simultaneously acknowledge that, yes, okay, on peyote, I saw Jesus. Okay, and so that's that's that, right? Um, okay, so what else is there? Um, yeah, so as mentioned, it's a cacti, right? Uh, I think one of the cousins of peyote is San Pedro, although I know nothing about it. I just know that it is also a cacti and that it is also um, a psychedelic, right? Uh, apparently, there's this one tribe in, I believe it's South America, I think it's Chile. Uh, they uh, use this type of medicine 
that's derived from a cacti, right? And then they go up to the top of this mountain where there's this cleanest lake ever, right? Like it is pure. And so they take the medicine and they go in there and it's like having a spirit bath, right? Like you're going in there to cleanse. And so they're, they're having a psychedelic experience while being enmeshed in this pure water lake on top of a mountain, right? And apparently it takes like six hours to get there by donkey. Um, I mean, I'll probably like eight or nine hour hike, right? So like to get there, you know, like the, these pe like people who go through the journey are seeking enlightenment, right? Like they're serious about what it is they're trying to do, right? <clears throat> so there's that. Um, yeah, so I mean, okay, um, a few other side notes about peyote. So yeah, in general, it creates an introspective experience, right? And, and it, uh, it opens you up to the truth. I remember feeling that. I was like, whatever words I spoke would be truth, right? And that's the general consensus, right? And people can tell if you're lying, right? You, like people will pick up on it like that, you know? So it's one of those things where you just go with it, right? And honor that, right? There's beauty in that. Um, so, okay. Yeah, it does create a very powerful, positive feeling, right? I would say it's less intense than mushrooms, right? But it has its own feel to it, right? Like it has its own flavor. You know, the way I look at psychedelics is that, uh, you know, there's this general idea of pop, right? And within pop, you got all these different flavors, right? You got Pepsi, you got orange, you got ginger ale, you got diet this, etc. And so in the same way, psychedelics have their own flavor. They have their own, you know, specific thing that they're working on, right? But in general, their core purpose is to heal and to help and to empower. And so, as mentioned in previous episodes, and I'm always going to reiterate this, right? Psychedelics aren't for everybody, right? They're for strong minds. They're for people who can let go, you know, let go of social norms, let go of tradition and follow a new path, right? To break a new trail. You know, that's, that's what, that's what we're trying to do here is break a new trail, uh, explores the vast, vast expanses of consciousness, right? Like that's what I'm trying to do here. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, one thing I also remember, though, is, um, and this happened, like, yeah, maybe once or twice, but I remember, so I was coming near to the end of the trip, right, and the, the ceremony's over, and, and so, you know, on our way home now, but I'm still kind of feeling it, right, and so I remember being on the Sky Train. And I could still hear water drum songs, man. It was so strange. It was like it was echoing in my ear. And uh, yeah, so there's that, right? 
But then there was also this other time that was so strange. So I had my blanket in my hand. It was a red blanket. And you got to remember, the ceremony happens in a teepee. So, you know, you're on the ground. You're in nature and stuff, right? So I'm home. I'm in the driveway. And, um, you know, bringing my stuff inside or whatever. And anyways, I could have swore. I could have swore I saw this big centipede crawling on the blanket and it, and it scurried away and hit into the blanket and i was like oh shh. i kind of freaked out a bit right i like dropped it i was like oh my god what was that right and and so i felt a little paranoid right i was started feeling paranoid and so i think that is you know a common response once in a while right um, you know, so, you know, I'm trying to be as objective as possible in explaining the psychedelics and explaining my trips, you know, trying to be balanced with the, uh, the positive aspects, also balancing it out with the negative aspects because it's not perfect. Right. And I acknowledge that, but for me, the benefits far outweigh the costs, like, like far outweigh the costs. And so that's why I'm on this journey, right? And uh, so with that, I think I'll wrap this up. And I want to say thank you again for listening to Mushroom Heaven.